You're listening to the BCH Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is PCH Sunday, March 3, 2019. I hope everyone's doing well. And look, I hope you're tracking along towards your progress in achieving your goals and fixing your habits and forming new ones, forming better ones. So the thing about this series is we're about eight in now, eight episodes into this series, and we've got three more to go on this 11-part series of... uh, 11 episodes total where we're actually going to be covering how to achieve your goals. So go back and listen to the first one where I talk about coming back better than ever and I start getting into how to frame up your goals, how to achieve them, how to remove distraction. These are frameworks that have been given to me and passed down to me over the years and many mentors, many books, many lessons and a lot of studying has led me to help develop new habits or remove old habits and I'm going to talk to you about some important things in this episode some very practical information that hopefully you can take with you so we've done like I said we've done about eight episodes total of this series and total we are 21 episodes in so I started this PCH zone podcast back in late 2017 and it's still going strong and in fact we've gotten a lot of listeners uh, since we started we're five six hundred listeners per per episode per series that we do and it's it's actually staggering numbers for me because when I first started this I, I was only getting a few people listening at a time and now it's uh, we're getting a lot of traction so and we're getting a lot of feedback a lot of people are sending in their thoughts they're thanking me a lot they're liking a lot of the content that I'm putting out there so I'm hoping like I said when I started this, if I can benefit one person, I've already reached my goal, and, and I know we've done that, so I just want to keep helping. So this particular episode, I'm going to talk about some things, and I'm going to leave you with some words that you may want to take some mental notes on or remember them, and some statistics. And everybody, I hear so many misconceptions out there, and everybody seems to know they have this magic number of what it takes. and what it takes to solve this problem or what it takes to fix this habit or what it takes to achieve this goal and there are no magic numbers there are no magic days magic hours magic this magic that now there's averages and there's averages based on successes based on history based on what people have achieved before and there's historical records those records and rules in general have always been broken by the next person that's just come in and and set the bar to a new level so there are no finite rules or finite regulations when it comes to forming new habits or achieving your goals or achieving success everybody does it differently so how you execute is all it's all up to you so I do want to talk about some metrics though or some statistics that a lot of people really go back to and a lot of people say well it takes 21 days to form a new habit or I've heard it takes uh, you know 10,000 hours to become a master and I've heard it takes you know eight hours every day on a constant basis to continuously form these new habits over you know n number of days 
there's all these varying ranging statistics and it doesn't matter whether it's 21 days or 66 days or 10,000 hours no it doesn't because you know it's going to take a damn good chunk of time and it's not going to happen overnight and that's what I equate out of it simple and plain so you want to get to the meat of things or to the bone and the depth of what it takes to actually change things first yeah it helps to know how long you think it would take to achieve something but some statistics say that it takes 21 days for your body to actually uh, start changing chemically so after you start changing your diet roughly speaking they say about 21 data, days later or so your body starts adjusting to these new changes in your body so chemically you are technically a different person now everybody knows you can brush statistics up you can make them look pretty you can make bad statistics look like great statistics so I mean like I said take it for what it is I I personally don't rely on those things I just know that there's they help as markers but they don't help so much as finite days you know you can't live your life that way you know then there's also this other thing where it takes a person scientifically they found out it takes a person roughly 66 days or so to form a new habit so you can roughly say that in about two and a half months give or take you don't want to be safe that by two and a half months you probably have formed a new habit or gotten rid of an old one and look I've even talked about the 10,000 hours you know that level Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in his books a lot is you know studying some of the best of the best what is it taken generally speaking it's taken them 10,000 hours to become a master and if you do the math on that you're talking three to five years if you're putting in full eight-hour days and you're kind of netting it out on a continuous basis you know everything depends on how much time you're putting in into the equation for you to bear some type of result of course right you can't expect to achieve the highest result or reward from a little bit of response or a little bit of agitation in something or a little bit of movement in something if you will um, when I say agitation I don't mean just you know in the sheer sense of agitation I mean to make movement or progress in something or to disturb a, a previous pattern if you will now one thing I want to talk about is when you drill down a little further and you start looking at the different things within a given habit let's say we have a habit let's not let's I like to be very generic people people tend to get too specific or wrapped up in the spe specifics or specificity of of things but no let's let's be very generic let's say any habit now what makes up a habit if you go back and, and read some books about habit formation there's three things that make up a habit or the anatomy of a habit loop or habit loop formation first you have what's called a trigger something that triggers a behavior or triggers the next thing which is about to happen which is a response so you have something that could be a trigger like a smell or a memory or a thought or something that crept up in your brain that triggered your response to something and smokers will know what I'm talking about well, every time I am about to get to a certain exit I'm gonna light up a cigarette or every time I wake up in the morning to have a coffee I'm gonna light up a cigarette 
and that's that trigger is really the the behavior or the the thought and memory of, of needing to have a coffee or or that moment or exiting the freeway could be the trigger and your response is to light up and the smoke for the smoker and and achieving the smoke and pulling in the smoke and the chemicals they get the the next thing which is called the reward so you have trigger you have response of course and then you have the reward that comes uh, right after the response and that's what creates a loop or what's called the habit loop formation and generally speaking that happens because we allow it to happen and after a while it becomes so autonomous or so automatic to us that these things just occur innately without even recognition and sometimes it becomes so habitual that uh, almost like you hear sleepwalking sensational stories and things like that that happen at, at a primitive level that's the basis of where habits operate now there are things that can change habits and you know if you ever go back and read a book there's a really good book called the power of habit by charles Dwig, and i highly recommend that he's a great great author and he really talks about habit formation and and how it's applied to sports teams and companies and things like that and organizations and and people and if you look at it what changes the habit is being able to identify these things identify the trigger and then being able to interrupt that that response or what would be a traditional response to that that traditional trigger is that interruption mechanism knowing knowing proactively cognitively how to handle that that's a big step in the right direction but then you also have um, an additional concept of of these key habits or what we'll call and and they talk about in the book Charles talks about in, the, in the, his book is called a keystone habit and a keystone habit is a central habit that we all maintain it could be like uh, waking up on time and, and going going to work on time just the facet of waking up on time is a central keystone habit and being responsible so where you fall out of line with certain habits and you institute new ones or new keystone habits that's typically where you can kind of fall off and form the wrong habit loops the wrong responses the wrong rewards so just knowing these things that I'm talking about is forming the right keystone habits that will eventually put in line all your other habits in line in life that's why they're called keystone habits because they're the, the keystones to other parts of your life and that's something that's that's a key central figure allowing other areas to be fixed just because you're fixing one major aspect of your life and and I'll give you an example in, in part of his book he talks about you know some sports teams I believe he talks about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where Coach Dungy was a coach when he came in, and don't quote me on exact names. Uh, and he basically came in and, and worked on that team's just basic keystone habits: showing up on time, being responsible, 
Others have instituted keystone habits of focusing on safety versus profit. And if you're focusing on safety or you're focusing on uh, responsibility, these key cornerstone habits, profit falls in line. Super Bowls fall in line. Champions happen that way. It's because you focused on this cornerstone, this key area that needs addressing. And just innately, these other rewards came into play. So these are some some golden valuable nuggets I hope you can take with you in that if you look at your life and you look at the areas you want to fix and they could there could be many of them we all have them. I'm not gonna lie we all have them. but if you look at the ones that you truly care about fixing the most and the ones that are getting you the most you got to look at the anatomy of those habits what are your triggers what comes up before you do that thing what comes up before that happens and then when you respond to that thing what is your response after you have that response what reward do you get mentally psychologically from that response and what ultimately can you fix within your life maybe not this habit that you're thinking of that we're talking through right now maybe not that one but what other habit outside of that something basic that's a level of responsibility that may not have anything to do with the one that you're thinking that you want to solve but some other habit off over there that could be important too but not as critical in your mind something basic that you can institute back in your life maybe waking up on time maybe going to the gym maybe eating healthy something basic outside of that other habit that you're trying to fix and just start there just start with that one habit now of course you have to engineer your environment and you have to engineer the the area that you're in so that your response to that trigger is not a reward that's going to benefit that habit so you have to understand too that if you're trying to defeat the habit of eating unhealthy you have to go into your kitchen and we've talked about this in previous episodes and clean out the stuff or the distractors that are going to get in the way of that so that's part of being able to break the habit loop formation but also understanding those keystones and where you can fix what you can fix now again we talked about 10,000 hours to become a master at something there's some truth to be told in that There's also some truth to be told in the 66 days to form a new habit. And there's also some truth to be told about 21 days where your body will change chemically. So use those metrics as guidance, but form better habits. And when you have better habits, look at the triggers from the old ones, the ones that were hurting you, or the ones that could still be hurting you. And look at how you're responding to those triggers. So hopefully this will help you form better habits. This is much more insightful and gives you a little bit more to work with than some of the other stuff we've talked about. But please do go back. Please do listen to any of the old episodes you may have missed because they're very informational. and They're also very foundational to get you to this point and knowing exactly what to stop where. It's very important to understand these things. 
This is PCH. I hope everybody has a great night. We'll talk to you again on the next episode. Take care.